You are listening to Parenting Our Future with certified parent coach, Robin McMahon, author of The Yelling Cure and founder of Parenting for Connection. My podcast is all about providing you with the tools and solutions you need in your parenting so you can create the family you always wanted. For more information on my book and other resources, check out yellingcurebook.com. Hi, welcome back. It's Robin McMahon here. And on today's show, I'm going to be talking to you about why putting your relationship with your kids first is really the key to more cooperation. Now, I think that this can bring up some fear in parents because there are parents that might be uncomfortable with the idea of putting relationship first right? And really that's kind of the old, you know, that fear is based in the old dominant parenting method that most of us are probably parented with. The one where don't speak until you're spoken to kind of philosophy existed and um, you do what I say or else, right? But where in, when you're in relationship with your child, you're not parenting above your child. You're really looking side by side. You're parenting side by side, which means that you honor your child's voice, you honor their thoughts, their ideas, their opinions, and you don't tell them to just get over things. You honor their feelings as well. So I know that some parents are really uncomfortable with the idea of being in relationship with your child instead of really being the boss, right? And again, most of us were parented in a dominant parenting method, but I really want to emphasize that this is not permissive parenting, right? This is not about your child running the show and you letting them do everything, okay? So it's really important that you know that. This is all about you parenting your child in a loving and peaceful way while also maintaining your um, your big person status, your adult status, your parent status, which means that you are always lovingly in control because your kids need you to be in control. Now with this kind of parenting and with being in relationship with your child, I do really want to emphasize that this is also about you setting clear limits and expectations. But again, you are not using your power over your child, to shame your child, to force them to obey or else, like it was with probably the way you were parented. And I want to really dive into why. And it's because when we have strong relationships with our kids, they're most likely to cooperate with us. And it's much more easier to solve issues because our kids feel safe enough coming to us to explain why they did something wrong. And our kids are more likely to come to us when they're in trouble and look to us for advice and even want to spend time with us when they can choose whether or not to. And what's the most important part to all of this? Well, the fact that they can trust us means that they're more likely to do what we ask because we tell them that it's important and because we're asking and we don't use our power over them. We say, hey, in a reasonable way, look, I just really need you to get this done or I need you to do this. And because there is so much cooperation already between you and your child that you're willing to model cooperation and your child is as well, that means it's going to make it a lot easier for them to do what it is you're asking. Now, Furthermore, we also need to take our kids seriously. 
to take them seriously and not dismiss them for just being kids or being too inexperienced and say things like, well, what do you know? You don't even know. You haven't lived as long as me. So how could you possibly know? Well, maybe that's true, but they may actually know more about things than you do. And they may know how they feel in their bodies. They may know more about their dreams and their ambitions than you do. And maybe even the real character of their teacher, let's say, if there's issues at school and, you know, you can believe them, right? And not always take the teacher's side, for example. So taking them seriously means respecting them. And I believe this is a basic and core human right to be respected. And of course, the child that feels respected is likely to respect others. And most importantly, that means you, right? So I think it's really interesting, though, how as parents and adults, the way we often treat kids, our own kids, other kids, but we would never dream of treating an adult or a friend, coworker, or, you know, a partner this way. We can interrupt our kids. We belittle our kids. We dismiss their feelings. We tell them that their emotions are silly, sometimes even make fun of them. And let me ask you, how, how upset have you been when your child interrupts you? I know that I've been furious, right? Like, excuse me, how dare you interrupt me when I'm talking? How dare you interrupt me when I'm talking to another, another adult, right? And that's the least of the infractions that I mentioned. We would never do that to another adult. I interrupt people sometimes. <laughs> who, who hasn't interrupted a conversation with somebody else and isn't berated or embarrassed or shamed for it, right? So we, not, we really need to stop expecting perfection from our kids. Like they should always get in the car and sit nicely. They should sit at the table nicely and quietly and stay seated or listen the first time. It's not realistic because they're growing and distractible humans who don't have fully grown brains until they're 25. I like to repeat that part because I think it's really important to remember. We, for the most part, all have our, gra- our brains fully grown. So we have to remember that our kids don't. Now, they also deserve your grace and your forgiveness. You know, I laugh because I tell my husband, if he really wants to get me to hear him, and like really listen to him, he actually needs to go to me and connect with me, put his hands on my shoulder and look in my eyes and say, hey, babe, I need you to remember this or that, or I need you to know this or that. And if he doesn't do that, most of the time, I'm off in my head thinking about everything from work and groceries, my next podcast, my boys, or whatever other million things are in my head. And I'm a grown up. So imagine how distractible it is for your kids who can get lost in their world of Legos or Barbies or gaming or shows or whatever it is. Um, I feel at a loss. I only have boys, so I feel like I don't even know what girls play with. It's terrible. But anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Essentially, what respecting your child means is that we make an effort not to treat them as though they're less than, not to treat them in a way that you wouldn't want to be treated, right? That's not fair. You know, we don't want our get our kids to get the message that their feelings and thoughts aren't important or that there's something wrong with them for having them. That is a relationship destroyer. So let me just summarize what I've said here. As a parent, there is no need to exert your power over your child. 
you want to parent with, parent with and not over. Your kids are not going to take you for granted. Like the saying, give them an inch and they'll take a mile. No, when you're in a relationship with your kids, they're going to trust and respect you and it's going to be mutual, right? Because that's what you're modeling for them. And cooperation is so much easier to get. Now, as parents, I want to bring up another thought for you, another topic, and that is about being in a relationship with your children, and that's communication, right? So when we communicate with our kids, it involves an exchange of information, but it also involves listening, doesn't it? So one of the things that we tend to do, because we are so wise and we've had so many experiences, is that we feel the need to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk to our kids with, of course, of course, the purpose of teaching them. And yes, you need to communicate and talk to your kids, but how do you handle things when something goes wrong? How does it go? Do you make sure that you talk it out and point out all the wrongs that they've done? And does this end up turning into a lecture? Well, I know that a lot of us get caught into lecture mode because this is where we see an opportunity to teach our children, learn from our past mistakes, really share our, just our wisdom. But lecturing really isn't the way to do it. I think the most critical question to ask yourself, and I'm going to ask it of you, is how often do your lectures bring about the changes you were looking for? Usually they don't work. And then we think that we need to get their attention with punishments next time, don't we? But when we dictate to our kids, even in a nice way, it's less productive than eliciting ideas and objections and feelings from them. What are their thoughts about the situation? Let's have a conversation where it's not all you dictating, not all lecturing. So to take your parenting to the next level, it's more important that you engage in listening more than explaining. Now, when our kids are young, it's really hard for them to tell us what exactly is going on, right? So we have to be detective-like to figure out what's going on with them and listen to them intently and, pick a, and picking up on cues is really helpful. But once our kids are older, they can tell us, but I want you to hear this. The issue is not whether or not they can tell us, it's whether or not they feel safe doing it. And that's where having a strong relationship comes in. Now, it's in our best interest to create an atmosphere of safety where we can listen to our kids without judgment and make sure they know that they're not going to get in trouble for what they've done or be condemned for how they feel. In other words, we want our kids to be able to come to us, right, because we have a relationship built on trust and built on respect, mutual trust and respect. And it's also built on communication and understanding, which is seeking to understand. And so when our kids come to us, if we can create a space for them, even if they've done something bad or naughty or wrong or are in trouble, that we are there to hear them and help them work it out. We don't need to add punishment necessarily to it because really the punishment is them having to fess up to what they've done, tell us, face the music, you know, whatever natural consequence there was. And then from there, we will be there as a trusted ally to help them work it out, where they're not going to have to relive the pain and shame of it anymore, that we're going to say, you know what, mistakes happen and that's okay. I make mistakes too. Being 
a human means we make mistakes and we have we have missteps we fall but we can get back up again and we can make things right so the fact is is that our kids if they're afraid of being judged they are less likely to speak to us openly and therefore less likely to give you the information you need to resolve a certain situation and sometimes in cer certain situations we don't even need to talk or ask i know isn't that a crazy concept we often feel obligated to say something, but even the best advice would be to keep quiet. There's a quote that I absolutely love from uh, child psychologist, Elisa Lieberman, where she says, when a child is very sad, the child is sad or troubled, that only staying near wordlessly does honor to the child's experience. Hugging and holding, if the child allows, can convey feeling much better than words. In fact, to use language in these conditions is necessarily to misuse it. There will be time for words later. So I wanna let that sit with you and really think about it, that to do honor to your child's experience, you just being there, hugging and holding, if it's okay with the child, conveys your feelings so much better than your words. And you may actually misuse your words. There's time for words later. And I always say that to, to parents, to the parents I work with, to anyone who will listen, that in the moment of crisis, in the moment of big emotions, it's not time to talk anyway. Your child is disconnected from their feelings, from their emotions anyway. So this is when you just sit there and hold space for their emotions, bear witness to their pain, and be there for them when they're ready to talk about it, right? You are currently listening to the Parenting Our Future podcast. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And please don't forget to subscribe. And I would be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating on iTunes. If you'd like to connect with me, all my details are in the show notes. And for a copy of my book, go to yellingcurebook.com. Now back to the show. So I want you to really... Think about how much you talk and how much you listen. And I really want you to embrace the principle of talk less and listen more. Okay. Now, many podcasts ago, I mentioned one of the most important skills as a parent to connect to the kids and build relationships. Anybody who heard that might remember what it is. And of course, it's listening. Now, when we're talking less, we need to actively listen right? And I know it's not always easy because, you know, we are distracted, we're distractible, and it's not easy sometimes to listen to what our kids have to say, like another story about Fortnite or what happened in today's latest school drama, you know, but I can tell you it makes a difference to your child. You want your child at any age to come to you, and you've got to show them in those younger years too that you care about what they have to say so that you lay the foundation for listening to them as they get older and they know that they can come to you. So here's what I want to ask you. Has anyone ever made you feel like you were the only person in the room because they were so focused on you, so intently listening to you? How did that make you feel? I bet it felt amazing. I know that it does. It feels like you are special and it makes you feel like you're loved. And this is what I really want you to give your kids. So with that said, 
I want to share five steps to listening with your kids that will 100% take your relationship with your kids to the next level. It's so big. So first, what you're going to do is you're going to listen intently. Now, this is the hard part, right? This is the hard part because I want you to listen to your child for what's said, what's said in words and also non-verbally. So put your phone down. No distractions. All attention is put on the person speaking. And if that means you have to say, hey, hold on one second. I just got to do this. And then you've got my full attention. That's okay. You can do that, right? And then listen without judgment oh boy, is that hard. We're constantly judging what's being said, maybe even criticizing what's said, but we need to put our judgments aside and listen fully to what the other person is saying. And right now I'm saying the other person, not necessarily your child, because this is a game changer for all your relationships, not just the ones with your child. So try this with your coworkers, with your friends, with your family. It will absolutely make a difference. 100%. Now, I really want you, and again, encourage you not to judge what's being said. I want you to listen fully, push your judgments away. And that also means that you're going to be listening. Step three, third point is to listen without interruption. I am so willing to share my opinions, my views, my thoughts that sometimes I want to interrupt, but I have to bite my lip. I have to bite my tongue and I have to say, no, I need to fully listen because if you interrupt partway through, you may not get the full story. And the thing that you want to say might be answered in what that person was going to say eventually anyway. Right? So listen without interruption, keep quiet and just lean in. And sometimes it's uncomfortable. So lean into the discomfort of it. And lastly, not lastly, wait, almost lastly, I forgot. There's one more step after this one. Um, and that is to listen without formulating a response. Oh, how many times have you been listening to someone and like within the first, you know, first part of the conversation, you like already know what you're going to say. Okay. Try not to do that. Try to really listen fully. So you fully get what the other person is saying, because what happens is you don't listen after you've already decided what you're going to say. You are kind of checked out. And what might you have missed? What might you have missed? So try to notice if you do this and try to stay in that moment with your, with the other person in just listening. Okay. Here is the pro tip, the fifth and final step in the process of really actively listening. And that is to repeat back what you heard. It is so good for the other person to really know that you heard them because it feels like you've got them. And so I'll say things like, okay, what I'm hearing is this. Okay. So what you said is this or, Oh, so you're feeling this or you said this, or it sounds like this. Okay. So there's a lot of different ways to go about doing that, but it really, really helps to help the other person feel really and truly heard. Okay. So I hope that is going to help you building your relationship. I really want you to start with your children now building that relationship because what happens is, is that when we parent our children with putting the relationship first, it means that they're going to grow into adults who as children have been listened to, their words have been valued, their thoughts have been been valued and heard, and they're going to grow into the kind of people who know in their heart of hearts that they're valued, 
and valuable, that they're loved and lovable, and that they're worthy. And these are the people who will be adults who will choose kindness and compassion and empathy over judgment, criticism, and even violence. These are the people who have healthy relationships because they can relate to their own emotions and talk about their emotions and also understand the emotions of other people. This is what emotional intelligence is all about, right? So these are the kind of people who we want leading our countries, who we want running the world, our companies and everything. These are definitely the skills that you need to start to implementing now in your parenting so that you can really grow that relationship and it feels so good to have a strong connected relationship with your child. I mean, let's be honest, that's why we had kids, right? Is to have good relationships with our kids and also to have cooperation so that we have harmony. That's important. So that's really going to help you grow in your relationship and grow these kids up to be the most amazing human beings that they can be. So again, I want to thank you for listening. I hope this was helpful and I hope you will build those relationships with your kids. I will include more information in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you like my work, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. For those of you who like my content and want more, visit me at yellingcurebook.com to get your copy of my book and to find other resources to help you. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace and connection.